Welcome to Fast Times at D&D High, where no one is sure if Wanti are mammals or not. I'm your host, Persephone, joined by our players. Ren. Hey, I'm Ren, and I play Cecil. Nuance. Hi, I'm Nuance. I play Suri. Caro. Hi, I'm Caro, and I play Ollie. And Elise. Hi, I'm Elise, and I play Hudson. All right, let's start the show. Last time at Fast Times, it's the week before Lothmorin, and things just keep getting more complicated. Silver confronted Cecil about his hurt feelings, and Cecil really didn't know how to respond. Hudson didn't make the wrestling team, and now he's eating simple carbs and skipping the gym. I failed at talking to Ned, and worst of all, I really hurt Ollie. I found out that he sells drugs, and, and I didn't react very well. I think I'm kind of judgy, and maybe not a nice person. And not even finding out that my best friend Chinchillax is actually a Lothmorn student named Boomer uh, can really make up for how much it hurts remembering Ollie's face. And now Ollie is pretending to be all smiley happy while emailing Thaddeus Bernstock, the author of the Holy Shit series, because he doesn't feel supported by the rest of us. Even Hudson's new chicken, Ted, can't really cheer him up or anybody else. It's that hard. I guess the only bright spot of the week is that Cecil's brother visited from college, and they got to catch up. I'm really glad that Cecil has brothers they're happy to have home from school. I wonder what that's like. But, but now it's Friday, and we're off to Lothmorin, and, well, things have to get better from here, right? So, it's Friday morning. You have all, at this point, received invitations like the one that Ollie was handed directly by Lacuna Forsyth. They are white envelopes with gold filigree on the edges and the insignia of a moth on the front with a wax seal. You know from opening these letters, these invitations, that you are invited Interscholastic Festival, the Moon Shallow Festival at Lothmorin. You are to depart early in the morning and you are to meet with your student liaisons and teachers at Getchadere Portal Station. Those of you who have gone to schools other than Barnum are very well aware of the Portal Station in Cadence. It is the only way to get to most of the schools which actually exist in, well, either across the country or in another dimension entirely. You all arrive there around 7 in the morning, bright and early. Hudson, before you left, your mother handed you your phone and told you, I don't want you in a new place without a way to reach me. So you're not grounded anymore. Okay, thanks mom. But you will behave. Yeah. That's my boy. 
I love you. Oh, I love you too, Mom. Sir Sissa, take your new laptop with you. It should be helpful. And you know at this point that when Dougie suggested giving you the old laptop, Typhesia just cleared her own and handed it to you, saying that she'd get one in another day. It's this sleek, bright pink laptop with like a clear cover. It doesn't even have a brand name on it, which means you know that it was custom ordered and made for her. Uh, Suri has tried to give this back at least three times uh, and has been rebuffed each time. So by this point, she is just accepting that she has this insane laptop and is going to roll it. Thank you so much again. You're welcome. Make sure you take the carrying case. The carrying case is a bright pink fur bag. It's fuzzy. <laughs> Looks like shag carpeting was made into a bag. Thank you. You're so welcome. Cecil, your brother comes with you and drives you to the portal station because he's meant to leave for the capital. The portal station doesn't only connect to the schools, it also is a way to get to other major cities in Cadence. There are roads and you can drive and take the train, but the portal station is often the fastest, especially to get to the capital. Ollie, you get up. You've been staying in Grizz's guest room. Unless you've been staying in the hideout, which is it? Well, I don't have the teleporting stone and I don't feel like walking up all those stairs. So Ollie's gonna split his time between staying with Grizz and he's gonna swing by the trailer every once in a while okay. to check on his mom, make sure she's alive. Cool. Do you head there before the portal station this morning? Yeah. Okay, so when you get up, Grizz is already awake doing God knows what on a computer. You're not actually sure what it is that takes up all of Grizz's time. Like, you know he sells drugs, but it doesn't seem like the only thing that's going on. He's taking calls constantly throughout the day whenever you're home. Um, but you head out with like, uh, Grizz gives you like a brief grunt goodbye because he knows that you're going on this trip. And uh, you head down to your trailer at the underneath the train tracks. Underneath the train tracks. When you get there and you open the door, your mother is passed out face down on the couch. There are cans of beer all around her. I go check, make sure she's alive. She has a pulse. Roll a perception check, please. That's 18. 18. You take a quick glance around the apartment and your eyes stop on the coffee table. There's a open letter there the top of the envelope has been shredded off um and there's a letter poking out of it ollie picks it up pulls the letter out you read the letter and it says to dinah i know it's been a while since we've spoken but i do believe it is time to talk about this like adults. I know where you are. You know I mean no harm to you. 
please let me see Ollie. Who's it signed by? There is no signature, but there is an insignia. And it's pressed into the bottom of the letter. It's an imprint of a weasel's face, but done almost like a tattoo, very tribal style. Um, and that's all that's at the bottom. What the f- I pocket Ricky. the letter. Ricky's writing her mom notes. Cool. Do you head out? <laughs> Um, yeah, Ollie's gonna actually make an effort on his appearance today. Uh, yeah. So he'll spend a little time getting ready. So, what do you do? Um, he takes a shower and finds a clean set of clothes. He's gonna clean up the, uh, the, the trailer as much as he can also, just picking up beer cans and beer bottles and sticking them in the trash. Um, he's gonna put a little bit of gel in his hair and uh, be very selective about what uh, earrings and things he has in his ears. Be very try to be as cool and punky as possible. Okay, your mom rustles a few times, but she's really far gone, so she doesn't notice you moving around the apartment at all. Uh, before I go. I am going to stop and lean over her and just try to brush some of the hair out of her face, give her a kiss on her head, and then leave. Um, you notice when you get closer to her that there are tear streaks down her face, and not not like tears of frustration. It looks like she was crying until she passed out. Ollie looks concerned, but doesn't do anything, and he heads out. So, you all arrive at the portal station. When you get there, Cecil, Conrad gives you a hug and signs. Lothmorn portal's on the other side of the building, so this is where you'll be parting as he goes back to school in the capital. Cecil will hug back happily doesn't have a problem hugging Conrad and Cecil will sign back I really enjoyed having you back you could text you know I'll try to answer it Conrad smirks and signs back do you ever respond to texts Cecil looks down and then looks back up just forget they're there. It'll always be Cecil. And then Conrad takes off for the inside. And Cecil will go around back to the once familiar path to their old school. At the center beneath the mural, you find some of your teachers and fellow students. Uh, Ember Dew is there, as well as Loxley. Mr. Cragsley is there, and Lacuna as well. And they start organizing students by who's going with them and what they're going to do. As a reminder, it's only sophomores and above that get to go on this. Freshmen are excluded. There are a few other teachers you don't recognize, um, but they must teach higher levels or different classes. You are all placed in your homeroom 
under Loxley. And Loxley looks at all of you. All right. Uh, does anyone have any like concerns before we go through the portal? Has anyone like not been through a portal before? No? Okay. Like, let's go then. And they start to lead you down one of the corridors. These corridors are massive, um, like 20, 30 feet high. And you walk for a bit, and then at the end of the tunnel, you see this huge portal. Um, it is blue and glowing with white around the edge, um, almost like a mirror of glass, except the surface is wavering a bit. Um, beside it are two guards in portal station uniforms carrying pole arms with guns at their side. All right, like once we get through here, we're gonna be like at Lothmore proper. Some of the other students have already gone through. Uh, we'll be greeted in the like main entry hall of Lothmorn by some of the faculty and uh, just like be on your best behavior. All right, stay with the class. Got it? Got it. <laughs> I, I do want to say that kind of like Ollie, Cecil put a little bit of intention into their appearance today because they are waltzing right back into their old school. And they there was a lot of waffling in the morning over what to wear, and ultimately they decided to just be the most successful they could be. So they are in full, like, utility vest, nerd pins. Also primarily the utility vest to, like, hold on to, you know, gadgets and things that they think might be useful. Asuri will know there was a very gentle altercation between Dougie and Hudson about re-dyeing his hair. So it is blonde again all the way. You walk through the portal. Cecil, it's a familiar feeling to you um, going through the Lothmorn portal. Uh, you feel a cool wash of energy over your body, um, the, the sort of tingling sensation, um, like when you taste strong mint, like mint gum, but it like spreads throughout the rest of your body, just this overall cooling sensation. As that passes over all of you, and you come out the other side, you walk out onto a golden platform. The platform is carved with runes and images of swans, tigers, and birds, and all sorts of other wildlife around the rim where there is a four-foot raised wall. All around the platform is a raging waterfall that descends far below, far below you. You can't see the bottom from all the water droplets that come out of it. And from that spray, droplets of water catch on the edge of the platform where they shimmer and turn rainbow before disappearing, um, catching on an interlocking web of runes that float invisible in the air until they're touched and then glow gold and bright and disappear. In front of you, about 50 feet down the platform are white and gold steps the sides are carved with more images of animals, but 
at the base, there are these small wizards, um, these small wizard statues that are holding the banister up. And above you is Lothmorin. Cecil, you are used to seeing your school, but not necessarily in this context. After seeing Varnum and how little funding it gets, it is almost painful to see Glittering Lothmorin, which is a giant castle of arcane crystal. The school itself thrums with an aura of energy that all of you can feel, magical or otherwise. And there are shooting towers, spires, and carved turrets. And you start to walk up the steps. As you go, you start to see other bits of the area around you. You can see past a waterfall and you see a volcanic landscape filled with lava, a deep, dense jungle, and a frost-covered snowfield leading to mountains in the distance. <gasps> Suri is going to gasp like the tiny yokel she is. Silver, you ever been here before? I do not remember. Most likely, though. Yes. Huh. I'm sorry you can't remember, Silver. Thank you. At least someone recognizes it. I appreciate it. We should do something about that. Anyways. Is everybody here? Hudson's looking around for the group. I like to think that maybe Cecil kind of walked up right as Silver was saying the thing about at least somebody recognizes that. And Cecil is going to just kind of sniff, roll their eyes, and go somewhere else. Cecil, Unk catches your eye and waves for you to come over. And they're standing with Ben and Top Hat. There's a moment where Cecil looks at Ollie, Surrey, Silver, and Hudson. And then goes over to Unk. Uh, when, when Cecil glances at Surrey, she's going to have like this expression like, oh, you know, preemptive greeting, and then Cecil's going to walk away. And she just deflates a little. All right, like, so, again, behave. We don't need to, like, embarrass ourselves. Um, let's go through the front gates. And Loxley starts to lead you and your classmates up. And, uh, Cecil, you have snuck into Ember's class, which has Manette, Ben, Unk, and Topat. You climb the stairs, and at the top, there are these massive doors of shifting glass crystal. And they change colors between blue, orange, purple, green, uh, all these opalescent shades. And when the teachers get close to them, because they're walking at the front, um, especially with Lacuna at the very front point, they spread open automatically. 
and there is a small fanfare that plays. An explosion of magical glitter rushes out from the entrance and floats past you. You all head in, and inside, the school main foyer is huge. Chandeliers of glass hang from glass ceilings that are more opaque on the inside. They're like this deep, deep blue, like you see in the undersides of icebergs or very, very deep ice. And there is a grand staircase with green carpet trimmed in gold that on which there are several people. The first person you notice is standing at the center. It's a half-elf with medium dark skin who has long, long, long black dreads that are decorated with silver rings, uh, little pieces of gemstone, and at the bottom of them are pendants that are in the different phases of the moon. So there's a crescent moon, a waxing moon, a waning moon, and so on. Beside her is a very tall man. He has midnight dark skin, and his hair is the color of flame and shifts side to side, almost as if it is fire. He's wearing black robes, but that doesn't hide the fact that he has a massive sculptural body. Um, he is built as wide across as he is tall almost. Um, and then on the other side is a beautiful woman, um, extremely curvaceous, uh, has long aquamarine and purple hair. Um, her skin is green and you can see little bits of scales around her throat and on her hands, um, which have webbing between them. She's wearing a long green silk dress. Then, Beneath them are students you do recognize. Surrey, you recognize Boomer. Who was that? Did you see Boomer at the party? Uh, no, but I saw him on the stage. Okay. You see Boomer is there, uh, standing beneath, assumedly, his faculty. And to the right of him are all three of the hags, Jenny, Penny, and Mary. Uh, Jenny, to remind you all, is a stone genasi with marble skin and green hair. And Penny, Manette's sister, is blonde with golden eyes and golden markings. She is wearing robes over her green and gold Lothmoran uniform. You also see Mary, the last member of the hags, and they are almost shirtless except for what looks like a sort of toga in like mint green with moving vines traveling down their arms and legs um, and blonde hair. The woman comes down the steps as you all come in following Lacuna and stands before Lacuna, who is much taller than her. Her and Lacuna stare at each other for a moment. And there's a moment of tension 
that you can feel in the air, like, is there about to be a fight or something? And then... I haven't seen you in so long, Laguna. Come here, give me a hug. I missed you so much. Uh, Giselle, I'm I'm trying to, I, I'm teaching. No, 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 come to a hug, come to me, please. It, it, it's been so long, I missed you so much. And just grabs her around the waist and just squeezes as Lacuna looks extremely uncomfortable, glances back at her students and is just like, I... Giselle, I have a reputation. Oh, I do not care. You're such a big softie under all that armor. And she like reaches up and grabs Lacuna's cheek and just sort of wiggles it from side to side. Oh, and are these your adorable students? Yes, they are my adorable students. Well, don't just leave them out in the foyer. Come on, come in, come in, introduce yourselves. Um, I would like to introduce myself. I am Headmistress Giselle Harton. I am, well, you met my counterpart, Onyx Gizmo, I believe. Briefly. Um, don't worry, I'm the more, um, how should I put it? Fun one. Anyway, I'd love to introduce all of you to my staff who will be assisting with coordinating the festival and also with the other schools. Allow me to introduce Aquaria and uh, the woman with the aquamarine hair um, takes a step down but doesn't come all the way down and sort of like curtsies deeply. Uh, Aquaria is uh, one of our sorcery teachers. She teaches our sorcery students how to best apply their neat gifts. Uh, she is a native to this dimension and uh, very talented and would be happy to assist any of you with anything you need. And uh, this is uh, Bevel Chain and gestures to the large man with the very dark skin who comes all the way down and actually dwarfs Lacuna both in height and like height wise and Lacuna is very tall and holds out his massive hand for her to shake and then looks at all the students I'm Bevel I will be here to help you as much as possible I teach wizardry courses here and of course allow me to introduce you to several of the students here this is our head boy uh, Bautista um, I, I prefer a boomer. As I said, this is our head boy, Batista. Boomer sort of pouts, but nods. And this is our head girl, Penny Frost, and the members of her sorority. Uh, these are the hags. Um, Penny just sort of coolly appraises everyone and says, It's very nice to meet all of you for the first time. And meets Cecil's gaze and just stares daggers at them. Cecil's first initial reaction is to kind of scrunch up their nose, but then realizes after they've already shown a reaction that the smart thing is to not show a reaction at all. So they try really quickly to make their face very placid. All right. Uh... So if all of you could uh, file it directly into your homeroom classes, you'll be assigned dorms based on that. No dorms at Rathmorin are, um, how do we put, gender or quote-unquote sex-specific. But do keep in mind you'll be under heavy observation, just like all of our other students. 
No, within your that you'll just be under supervision. That's all I meant. Since since Cecil is already with everyone. Yeah, you are. Uh, <laughs> look, that wig is fucking great. Um, it's like your current hair color, but longer. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, <clears throat> since Cecil is now with the, you know, Magical Kids crew, uh, they'll look over at Unk, Top Hat, and Ben, kind of give a shrug of resignation, wave, and hold up uh, their phone, kind of indicating that they will text them. Um, Ben holds up his phone and, like, raises it. All right, so you are all led to your dorm rooms. The dorm rooms are in the four main towers of Lothmorin with the classrooms all in between. You are all led to the tower at the southwest. Um, Basically, it's this tall, spiraling tower where each of the rooms is sort of, like, set off one by one every few stairs and down those dorm rooms are sort of like suites so you open one and you get several rooms how many people fit in suite ask loxley excuse me sir how how many people are are in a suite um like so there are two people to every dorm room, um, and we assign them based on the seating and home room. So it's like, yours is like you, Hudson, Ned, and then across the hall are Cecil, Ollie, Lucas, Lewis, Braxton. Fuck Lewis. Sorry, he does not say, but nuance does. Where's Silver Stay? Oh, right. That's right. Oh. We, like, made these decisions when we first were alerted, so, like, Silver wasn't, like, a student then. Um... Did you forget about me? Am I to be forgotten and to sleep on the floor? No, that's like not something we would do. Really? Because it seems like exactly something you would do. Silver can stay with us, that's fine. Yeah, you can stay with us, buddy. Oh, 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 alright, I'll pencil Silver in next to Lewis. You can stay with Lewis. Um, and uh, y'all will be in the same, like, dorm room. And I'll just make a note of it. Is that okay, Careful, Silver? Silver. Lewis can be kind of mean sometimes. I will befriend this Lewis, whether they like it or not. Yeah, that's the attitude. My pronouns are he, him. Lewis, who is the greasy kid that yelled on the first day, just walks up. I don't want a room with this. Oh no, you're bigger up close and not sitting down. Yes, I am very large and you are much smaller. Silver looks down. I think we will be good friends. Tilts his head to the side. Um, Mr. Loxley, 
no room assignments are like final just go we're here get in there bye so you all get shoved into a corridor now the corridor has about six rooms side by side there are a few other people you don't know in this area you've recognized lewis obviously and you recognize these people from your homeroom but you've never really talked to them clearly uh braxton is a dragonborn uh, with gray scales that goes over with Lucas, who is a human, um, has like brown hair, green eyes, um, medium dark skin, and they automatically go to their dorm room. Suri, you are actually in a room with Ned. And uh, Ned is there looking very much like he'd not, nothing better than to just crawl into a hole and die. Uh, Hudson, you are in a room with Ollie. And Cecil, you are in a room. Who's left? I said Lucas, Braxton, Lewis, Silver. Oh, I left out a student, didn't I? Or Cecil just gets a room to themselves and then we use it for Oh, the Cecil, you have a room to yourself, ironically. Um, when all the rooms are identical, when each of you walk in, they are crystalline chambers. Walls are all fractaled glass that sort of reflect prismatic colors. There is a chandelier at the top of the room, but it doesn't necessarily need to shed light because the walls themselves glow. Um, there are two four-poster beds um, with green and gold bedspreads, um, dressers, um, and basically a couch in the center of the room. Wow. This is nicer than my bedroom at home. Well, at my home, not Hudson's home. Um, sorry. Ned walks in and shuts the door behind him. Um, hey, Ned. Can, can we not talk about what happens? Um, I, I, I just, if I have to be here with you all weekend, I, I just, I, 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 I really don't want to... You don't have to do anything that's going to make you uncomfortable, Ned. Okay. I mean... Thank you. Um, if you wanted, um, there's a friend of mine that's going to be here this weekend, too. If you want to meet her. That would be great. I have a friend, too. Oh, really? Who? If... If I tell you a secret, do you pinky swear not to tell anybody? I mean, if you pinky swear not to tell anyone what happens at the train graves anymore. Sorry, we'll, uh, we'll hold out a pinky. Okay, I'll take that. I'll take that deal. What's up? Chinchillax is here. Who's Chinchillax? The fan artist who... Oh! You, you know oh! My... Really? Yeah. Oh, but they're very good. I know. fan art of your work. Yeah. But We've never met before. You know I've read all your work, right? Yeah, could we not actually mention that to anybody either? Um, okay. Um. I just mean... But it's really good. If... <laughs> Thank you. But, like, then people will... 
and 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 and, and Shinny doesn't want anyone knowing that that he's that's who he is. It's just like then people would know and and would. Okay, I, I mean, guess I guess it's a small price to pay when you know you're I'm not talking about the fact that I have um, uh, issues. Anyway, I'm gonna unpack. And Ned throws a that duffel bag good. that is about the size of him on the ground. I didn't really know what to bring, so I brought a bunch of stuff. I'm going to shove it in the dresser now. And Ned, Ned literally starts taking clothes that have been just shoved in the duffel bag. There's no folding. And just starts plopping them in to the dresser. There's no folding happening whatsoever. Suri twitches a little like there's nothing she'd like more than to just fold things, but isn't. And is going to unpack her very neatly folded suitcase and start putting things away in her dresser super neatly because <laughs> look, training, okay. <laughs> uh, as Ollie and Hudson head into the room, Ollie uh, has a bag that has like a couple of pairs of underwear and socks in it, but like not much else. Um, and some books, just like most of the space in his bag is taken up by books and has, as he's kind of like taking them out and arranging them he looks over at Hudson and goes hey uh, are you doing okay I'm uh, I noticed that you're not your normal Hudson self oh, oh. like not that I care or anything but well, I, 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 I do care so oh uh, yeah, I'm okay. I just, I didn't make the wrestling team, and I'm sorry if I haven't really been here for the group. What? I've been all in my head, and, uh, yeah, I've Oh never... my god, Hudson, I'm so sorry. That's, I know how important that is to you. Yeah, it's fine. Um. Oh no. <laughs> Ollie goes over and gives Hudson a hug. <laughs> Hudson's, like, tearing up. He's like, oh, thank you, Ollie. Okay. Uh, this is oh, this weekend's supposed to be really important. Oh, I'm trying to. No, it's okay. It's okay. Oh, I'm allowed to be sad about this. It's Grange. Hey, you know what? Listen, Grange is a jerk. First, first of all, but there's so many other things besides wrestling that you're good at. Like, for example, you're really good at beating people up. Like, super good at that. If I was good at that. I would have. I would have won my wrestling. No, that's not the same. You're meant to be a hero. You're doing real fighting, not, you know, just fake fighting. Uh, if you hadn't been charging into battle, I'd be dead like six times over. I couldn't do what I do without you. What? That's not true. Yeah. You killed like- No, it is. I can't count, but like all of those dudes. Yeah, because you were distracting them by being a giant awesome meat shield. I, I can't do it without you. Oh, well, thanks, Ollie. Have you been okay? I'm really sorry that... What? Oh, sorry. Are you okay? You looked really rough the other day, and then Kenneth kicked you out of class, and that was kind of, like, uncool. Uh, sometimes I have a hard time with, uh, just my anger, and so I try to just, uh, not engage with people when I'm feeling that way. Oh. Sorry, I've been a little distant. Hey, me too. Did I make you mad? No, it's it's not you. Although, I mean, to be t 
totally honest, sometimes you just piss me off by existing because your life is so fucking privileged and you have no idea. But that's not because of anything that you're doing specifically to me. It's just the way things are. Hudson kind of looks very pensive as he's considering this. Okay. Uh, I think I get it. But you know I really care about you, right? Like, I do. I love you, man. I, I know that. I'm not there yet, but we'll, we'll keep working on that. What I have friends like you. It's like, Grange was watching the tryouts and I bombed and it was so embarrassing. And then he like followed me into the locker room to, I don't know, make fun of me or something. And it was just really awful. I don't know why he's such a jerk all the time. Do you want me to send Ricky to shit in his, in his pillow? I'll totally do it. That would be funny, but no, I don't think that would be very nice. Well, it's definitely not nice, but Grange isn't very nice. But but then I would be yeah, just Ricky, as bad Ricky as him. Totally in for this. I don't want to be just as bad as Grange, you know. I want people to like me because, like, I'm a guy that deserves to be liked, not because I'm mean to everybody and they're afraid to talk back to me, you know. Yeah, I do. You're a good guy, Hudson. You too, Ollie. I'm glad we're friends. Me too. He like lights up when Ollie says that they're friends. He's like, yeah, me too. Okay, that's enough of that. Hudson wipes away a little tear off his perfect alabaster cheek. The two of you both get a ping on your cell phone. Or the two oh. of you both get a ping on your Chris phone. Take a look at it. It's a group text from Cecil. Myra, which says, "Sorry, is it in the document or?" Oh, I'm gonna. I was oh, get, gonna sorry. read it. Yeah, just tell us what it says. <laughs> Fair. You can role play, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. My room is empty. We can meet in here if you all want. And then a moment later, there's another ping, and it just says, Ned asks that we don't bring up what happened, so could we not? He's having a rough text back, BRT. Should we go? Yeah. Yeah, let's go. Somewhere in Cecil's room, they're just like, Bert? (laughs) (laughs) Bert? (laughs) Bert? Door to your room opens. No knock. Ollie just comes in. Oh. Sorry, you meant now, right? Sure. Hey, Cecil. Are those some new friends of yours? They look really nice. Cecil looks around. No, my room's empty. Oh, no, sorry. I meant back at Lathea. He means in general. Oh, oh, I forgot. Um, right. Uh, yeah, some kids from... Botany and, and such. Hmm. You'll have to introduce us sometime. Sure. The door is open. Surrey knocks anyway. <laughs> hi. Uh, hi. Hi. Uh, and then slips in and over into a corner, just looking very quiet. 
Cecil will get up and, and shut the door after Suri and just kind of put their back against the door and look at everyone. I haven't been able to get any of you alone without Silver for a whole week. I don't... What's wrong? Know what to do. Something wrong with Silver? What do you mean? Oh, sorry. I really upset them. Well, that sucks. I'm sorry. No, I mean, I shouldn't be sorry at me. I... Well, sometimes people say things that hurt other people's feelings, and then they just need some time to think about it and get over it. And then it can be fine, as long as they can talk about it again, usually privately. Well, I mean, part of it might just be recognizing that your intent and the impact were different. Like, you don't know what Silva's been through that might be informing some of the way that they react. Right. No, you're... 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 you're I just... I look at that this isn't... We have things to do, and I... You know, my problems yeah, are, are not... not talk about not our feelings anymore. My, I, I just really just wanted you all to know, because strategically, you're probably going to want to know that... Silver, I, I don't know. So, how is everyone? Um, honestly, I've been better, but I'm happy to have you guys here again. And I'm, I'm sorry my head wasn't in the game this week, and I haven't been like really a team player, you know. But I, I promise I'll pull it together for this weekend. You were really there for me when I needed it, Hudson. So thank you. I actually need help with some things that I want to ask you all about. Yeah, what is it, buddy? Anything. Well, all right, you gotta make sure you keep this secret. I have a secret mission, oh, no. but I want your help with it. Oh, okay. Okay? Okay, so, what? Oh, it's, I, I thought better, Ren thought better of it and tried to fizzle out, oh. so. So, someone whose name rhymes with Petunia Porthsyth may have asked me to get information about what the Lothmoran students are going to be doing, because it seems like they might be trying to play dirty with this upcoming festival. So Luna. It's the principal. Oh. Oh! But we gotta do this on the DL. This is not above board. This is a secret mission. Oh, okay. Uh, so if you have contacts that are on the other side, and Ollie pointedly looks at all of you, <laughs> this would be the time to use them. So, Suri looks very conflicted because on the one hand, Chinchillax has been her friend, her only friend, for like half a decade now. On the other hand, 
this is like the first time Ollie has acknowledged her existence in a week. I... I, I have a friend and I know he's uncomfortable with some of what they're planning. I might be able to convince them that... Convince him that... Um, that he should tell me, at least, because otherwise it's not fair and... Well... And he's really good, so he sh he he'll probably see reason. Well, well, sorry, I... And I really don't want you to take this the wrong way. It's probably one of those things that I shouldn't even voice, but I guess I'm going to. I think most people probably expect the... Ha the... Fuck, Ren's forgetting the school name. What is your old school? Havisham. Havisham. Havisham, okay. But, but I think that most people probably expect the Havisham students to at least fight a little dirty. Oh, no, that, that's okay. I mean, my brothers go there, I understand. No, he goes to Lochmoran. Oh. Well, then, oh, then, then you have more friends friend. at this school than I do. Uh, I'm not sure that that's entirely true. Yeah, I only have one. <laughs> I don't know that I would call her my friend, but we hung out at a party once, and she thinks I'm pretty. That's like being friends. Hudson, m most people think he. Uh, anyway, um, Hudson is pretty. Let's just acknowledge it. I All right. Mean, yeah, but I, I actually do have. So, I, I wanted to come tell you on Monday, but Silver was kind of glaring daggers at me. But there's something really weird with my old headmaster here. What do you mean? The guy who. Who did the perf who, who brought the, the fountain? Yeah, Onyx Gizmore, Headmaster Gizmore. I, they didn't look right, and there was some weird magic in the air. They they just seemed younger than they should have. It was hard to explain, but they didn't seem right. They didn't seem like how I remembered them. There was something around them. If I'm not very good at arcane magical stuff, so I, I couldn't really figure if, it out. If you point them out to me, I could maybe try to see if I can tell what it is. Okay. If it's illusion magic, then, I mean, they could look any way they want to. What did they look like to you? Um, uh, they were like... like Kind of sleek, like a dude. Dapper. He had like clothes on. That's that's right. About like like how old? I mean, maybe maybe Principal Forsyth's age. Not like. I mean, he doesn't look like Telebanes. He looked old enough to talk about the stock market at a party. He looked old enough to go to parties where they talk about the stock market. Yeah, that's probably what I would say about that. It's probably nothing. <laughs> what were you talking about? You have a friend here? 
Cecil, you've got good instincts. If you notice something's weird, it, you're probably right. It could be. Uh, it's yeah, just something to keep in mind. I don't know. It was just well, keep in mind. We can check him out next time that we see him, and I can see if I can read his aura. You can read auras? Yeah, I can read magical auras. Hudson's like super perceptive. It's kind of weird. <laughs> I, oh, the other thing I want to tell you all about. Um, so, Monette, for some reason, seems to give a shit about Ned. I can't figure out why, but she and Kenneth are both real concerned about him, and we kind of made a blood oath. Not really, but um, she asked me to try and look into it. Wait, which one's Monette? And so. Uh, she's like the really pretty girl. Hudson's going through his register of really pretty girls. Uh, is going to attempt to control her expression. Suri gets four. Uh, <laughs> I will add that to my deception score, netting me a seven. Literally everyone can see whatever just crossed your face. Sorry, fine with all of this. It's cool. It's definitely the first adjective she would have picked about Monette. Definitely pretty, not mean. Monette is sure pretty. It's fine. She's fine. Everything's fine. Why wouldn't things be fine? Oh, yeah. I remember her. She's the girl with Kenneth at the party, right? Yeah. Like okay. the other really new oh, Wait, one? do you not know her? No, I don't think we've ever met. Oh, well, she's usually uh, trying to insult me or harass me. Um, you have met because she was also the girl that was, came screaming about Ned down the hall. You have met her. Yeah. Oh, okay. She was with us in the train graves. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yep. Yep. She We're going to chalk this one up to Hudson's bad at yeah. girls. <laughs> yeah. But, well, she asked me to try and look into it. I know that we're not going to talk to Ned about this, um, and that's fine. But I went to the library to try and do some research, and Ollie realizes in a moment of shock as his eyebrows go wide that he told all of their secrets to a total stranger. And he's like, oh. and What did you find? Was it that well, bad? Uh, do you remember the author of the Holy Shit series? Yeah. Well, I found a book that he wrote that had some weird stuff in it about something called uh, Underfey, which is like a realm in between Hell and the Feywilds. And, well, I thought that like it sounded like maybe sort of along the right lines, and I just thought we needed help, so I maybe kind of wrote to him and told him everything about everything. What? Everything, everything? Wait, yeah, but like he's oh, a historian, an adult, and he could help us, probably. Are we supposed to keep this a secret? Or not? I Why think that's kind of what we agreed on, yeah. Oh. Who, who have you told? I, I haven't told anybody. I thought we were trying to keep it a secret. So I just got confused. We are trying to keep it a secret. Did you use our names? No. Uh, well, I used my name. Do you think he knows about that website I found? 
Do you think he's he's part of this? Well, his series is called Holy Shit, so you figure it out from there, Hudson. That doesn't sound like a very reputable source. They use foul language. Says Ren. (laughs) 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 Oh, he just looks kind of completely perturbed at this concept like what okay all right um well i thought maybe he could help us are you here back yet uh i haven't checked actually i'll check my email later okay well i mean it probably just goes to like some spam box somewhere I, i wouldn't worry about it Okay. That's a concept Suri is familiar with. Not worrying about things. 100%. Well, Ollie, I trust you. Maybe not a great idea to trust me. It's too uh, late. He's right, though. We do. I already do. Ollie looks at Suri, and there's like a teeny moment of like both kind of like hurt and hope. And at that point, There is a knock on the door. Cecil's gonna back away from the door just a little bit so it doesn't sound as if their voice is coming from right next to the door. Hi! Hello? Hello, I am here. I sense that there is a gathering of all my... or most of my buddies. Before Cecil opens the door, Cecil is going to look at all of them, raise their eyebrows, and give the face of very clearly intending to be just like, See? (laughs) And then Cecil will turn, open the door. Hi. Do you want to come in? No, I knocked for no reason, Cecil. You may come in. Then why are you still standing in my way? All right. And Cecil will get out of the way. And Silver comes in. I have a question of all of you. Cecil shuts the door. Back to the door again. Did you see Hecate Lothmorin when you were entering the building? Who? The ghost. Oh, what yeah. do you mean, who? I didn't see anybody. I may not have many memories left, but I do remember what they looked like. That was definitely Hecate Lothmorin. One of the twins and founders. Oh. Uh, she... like a... like a ghost? I do not know. But either way, it is worth listening to her. She clearly wanted us to go down that hallway. Well, we'll need to just sneak out. Ollie looks gleeful. There's supposed to be a tour of the grounds happening shortly before we are admitted to the festival. I suggest that if we are going to sneak off, we do it then. That's really smart. Sounds good. I know, I am very smart. You really are. It is how I am programmed. Huh. Cecil makes a face because... They're getting this feeling like if they had said something like that, that silver would have jumped down their freaking throat. 
and Cecil is starting to get grumpy. Surya's going to try to catch Cecil's eye and mouth apologize. Cecil, you look like you have something to say. Oh, no, you know, I'm just taking this all in because I still, you know, don't quite know all the ways that you're programmed. So, you know, I need to make notes. (laughs) There's just a very long sigh from the corner. There's a long pause. And Silver walks over to you, stops about a foot away. It is fine when I talk about my programming. Not when you reference it as if I am not a person because I have it. We've definitely got one aspect of personhood down. Misunderstanding people on purpose. Misunderstanding people on purpose. Cecil sits down on the bed and just flumps. There was no misunderstanding of what you had said to me in the hallway, and you know it. You are simply pouting because you are a teenager and moody, instead of apologizing like I wish you would. But if you do not care, there is no worth, it is not worth my time. Cecil is just frustrated in this way that they just don't understand and they know in their head that they should apologize but it all just makes them so angry and so they don't say anything and they just look at the pillow Hudson's been kind of staring off into the middle distance at this programming thing Uh, it's clear he is not on earth at the moment he just goes I wonder if we're all programmed you know Ollie is looking at this whole situation like like he knows what the answer is. Like there's a puzzle that's that has an easy solution here that he's not allowed to solve. And he's just like <sighs> If we are done listening to Cecil's shameless and childish attempt to misunderstand what I have said, then perhaps we should move on. Go to the tour? Yes. Okay. Are you okay? Really gonna let this be like this? What can I say? It appears that Cecil has not absorbed any of the words that I have said to them, including asking them to acknowledge the fact that they hurt me. Or is that a misunderstanding that you have, Cecil? Cecil does not know how to react to this. Cecil, like, cause Silver can sense moods. Cecil is just frustrated and confused. Impact and intent, mate. Impact and intent. I said I was sorry. No, you said you were sorry without understanding what you were apologizing for in the heat of the moment or in reaction to my presence because you are uncomfortable with me around. I'm not uncomfortable with you around. You're you're putting that in my mouth. I'm trying to be as polite to you as I can because I think you're really cool. I wouldn't have bothered asking you what you felt about things if I didn't care. 
A reminder, you can always ask about how I feel about things. Just not as if I am an object for you to examine. Asking me if I felt sadness when I very clearly was upset the day before to figure out that I remember almost nothing of my former friends and creators. What about that is so hard for you to understand, Cecil? You're putting a lot of intent behind what I said, which- It does not matter if there was not, if there was intent or not. What matters is the end result and you hurt me. What is there so hard to understand about this? Let us go on this tour and get risk and get this ghost thing out of the way. I am finished talking about this, and I have no desire to ruin the rest of my day by doing so. Oh dear. Oh boy. Oh, why why don't you guys go on ahead? I'll I'll walk I'll walk back with with Cecil. Fine by me. And Silver walks out of the room. Ollie goes after Silver. Hey, are you okay? No, I am not. That's understandable. I thought that Cecil really would just sorry. apologize by now. I thought that they would understand, but it appears they do not. You would think that someone who has been told repeatedly who they are over their life and then finally let themselves be who they are would understand that it is rude to treat someone like something they are not. Sometimes it's hard for people to see things outside themselves. Cecil will come around, I hope. It is not my concern. This is my concern. It's fair. I'm sorry, for what it's worth. You have nothing to apologize, friend Ollie. But let us go Hello. forward, and then let us join the festivities, because I am very curious as to what will happen. I have scried many, many times to figure out what is normally done at these festivals, and it appears that there is a lot of activities that I have never experienced or do not remember. Now I am sad again. Can we just go? Ollie puts a hand on Silver's shoulder. Silver just like hugs you. Yeah. And picks what are you, you looking up. forward to the most? What's Silver that? Hugs you and picks you up. Oh, Ollie's getting so many hugs today. Let us go. He starts walking with you in his arms. All right. So what are you looking forward to the most? Okay, what is when everyone else Silver doing? and Ollie leave the room, Cecil deflates. Hudson's going to sit on the bed next to Cecil um, and put an emotional, if not a physical, arm around their shoulder. Hey, buddy. This seems to really upset you. Do you want to talk about it? Cecil looks ahead, kind of catches eyes with Suri, looks back down at the floor, and then kind of flops over and puts his head on Hudson's shoulder, puts their head on Hudson's shoulder. Hudson wraps an arm around and, and pats, pats them very gently. Cecil, I could go if you want. If you want to just talk to Hudson. No. I... I understand, though, how you can feel bad, but then... 
they keep talking and, and sometimes feels like they're taking cheap shots at you and you don't know how to respond because you were the one in the wrong but they make it hard to want to apologize. Yeah. But, but that's on them and hopefully they'll realize it. All you can do sometimes is just be responsible for what you do and if you know that you hurt somebody and you do feel bad about it then even if they're being a real big jerk you at least got to be responsible for you just all of my problems lately seem to have to do with people just deliberately misunderstanding me, it seems like. People are really, 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 really hard. And nobody is alike. And you have to go up against all the things that you've learned and, and, and undergone and all the things that, that you believe that you realize that you only believe because that's what your family has told you to believe. And but I think everybody's doing that on the inside. And Why is everything so hard and confusing? I always feel that way too, though. I think it's hard because... It's hard to know what other people are thinking, ever, you know? like. Something seems really straightforward to you, and then you say it out loud, and somebody else is like, Yo, that's super not okay. And then you have to rethink about everything you thought up to that point. You're like, have I been wrong about everything? And sometimes you are, and you gotta start from scratch. And that's like, oh, it's so much work. But uh, in the end, it makes you better, I think. Right? I can't wait till I'm an adult. Everything's gonna be so much easier. I kind of think that adults don't really know what they're doing either, though. I've met a lot of my mom's boyfriends, and I gotta say, I don't think they have any idea what they're getting themselves into. Your mom picks very... You know... Yeah. <laughs> we should probably get ready to go on this tour thing. I did grab the uniform. Good. That's smart. It was your idea. You're the smart one. Oh. Well, thank you for listening. So, so you're totally also one of the smart ones. Yeah. And Hudson. Hudson, there are a lot of different ways to be smart. Um, and you're smart in a couple of different ways. I mean, you're really, really strong and good at just things and moving. Oh, I and used to be. Sometimes... No, you, you still are. You just had a bad day. But you're also really good at people and, like, talking. And I don't know where I'd be if we hadn't had our talk in, in the car. So, I know a lot of the world is, is hard and confusing. And, and math, I know you have a real hard time with math. Um, and all the other homework that we had. But, Literally um, every homework. <laughs> but you're still smart at people. 
and that's the way I'm I'm not very smart, so Well I just I don't know if that's true, but uh I'm glad you think so. And Cecil, you're a great person and you're a great friend, and I know that this is hard. Uh because it sucks when when you really like somebody and you really care about them and then you hurt them and they and then they tell you that you hurt them and you know, there's nothing you can do that'll take it back, right? But you forgave me, and that was really cool, you know? And I'm sure that Silver would too. And even if he doesn't, at least you knew you did your best. And sometimes it doesn't feel like it's enough at all. But what else can you do? Yeah, yeah. That kind of shakes Cecil out of this little kind of weird thought bubble that they went into when when Hudson said what they what he said. Yeah, let's 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 get out of here. Hudson stands up and like yeah. offers a hand to Cecil to help them up. Cecil takes it. Alright. We gotta put our game faces on. We're gonna find a ghost. And then we're gonna do all, all the other stuff that Ollie wants us to do that I don't remember, but we're gonna do all of it. There was a lot of stuff. He's been very busy. At that, you hear a very hurried knock at the door. Everybody, everybody, everybody. I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. I have something to say. Oh, oh, oh okay. Can, can I come in? Uh, Cecil, it's your room. Can can Ned come in? Y- yeah, I don't know why, why. Yeah, it's fine. So Ned bursts into the room like the door flies open. Ned is holding his Chris phone in one hand and is just like vibrating with joy. It's the happiest you've seen Ned since before the incident. Satina's here. Satina Knight, my friend. I mentioned her before. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, she's here. Apparently she's supposed to be performing at some point. It's gonna be really great. Wait, she performs too? Oh yeah, uh, that's kind of her main focus. Oh, I only know her from... A lot of people don't put together that, you know, they're the same person. They think it's a fan account. Uh, everyone roll, uh... um, roll insight check, I guess. I'm gonna use my Surrey dice. Brand new hardstone Surrey dice. <laughs> Might have to rethink using the Surrey dice. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, Cecil? 11. Surrey? Uh, uh, oh, um. 15, okay. Hudson? 13. Ollie? 19. So everyone except Cecil, uh, you recognize the name Satina Knight. Um, You've seen that name on a few magazines going around as like this hot new pop star that just emerged onto the scene. Um, Released an extended play last summer that was pretty popular and she's said to be working on a full length album. Oh yeah, I have her, uh, I have her album. Oh you do? Yeah, she's you great. Have, you have sat nights? Kind of a uh, yeah. Yeah. That, that's, 
She's going places. You know her? Polly looks at Suri. I, I, I don't know her. Um, I know of her. It's, so, my friend Chinchlax uh, um, also did a collaboration with her. I only know her for her art. Well, I mean, I, I, I hadn't put that together. I don't really know her. Not really. It's been a while since she did the art thing. Um, it's been like a year, and that's sort of why, because you know her music stuff blew up. It's yeah, really no, cool. That's really awesome. But yeah, she's gonna be here, and I mean, she's a Havisham student, so like, she went to Havisham. Yeah. How old is she? Sixteen. Uh, Wait. Yeah, she... her birthday's passed. Sixteen. Wait, is she a sophomore? Yes. You're in the same class. She mostly kept the music stuff quiet. This is going to be like the first time that a lot of people, you know, realize it's her. I mean, Knight isn't necessarily her real last name, you know? Yeah. But she can tell you that. No, I just... I didn't really know a lot of people in my freshman year, so it's, it's not a surprise. Well, that's even if she had been. Well, I see. I, I know how that feels. But I've known Satina... I've known Satina since before I came to, you know... Aria. So, we've been friends for a long time. That's so cool. Yeah. You're um, not from Aria. Me? Yeah. No, not originally. Oh, well, where are you from? Chiraco. Oh. Mm-hmm. Nice! Yeah, oh. I transferred up here um, about a year ago. too but yeah we we should totally meet satina that would be that would be so cool i can introduce you and then we can have fun and stuff well i wish i knew i could have brought my cd for her to sign i mean that's fine i can just get it signed for you later maybe i'll just have her sign like my arm or... she'd probably sign your chest yeah that's a great idea that's that is a good idea Yeah, but it'll look great on my Christogram. Uh, yeah. Cecil has been sitting on the, the bottom bunk bed in this, this whole room situation and um, has been messing about on their phone. At the at the mention of Christogram again, there was, you know, the sigh that was, that was in character. And... Cecil has re-downloaded the Christogram app and is trying to sign up again. I love it. Ollie's gonna, like, peek over at your phone. Hey, if you need any help with that, let me know. Uh, well, what's... Well, I mean, it is kind of invasive, but what, what kind of names do people pick? Uh, just, like, whatever your internet handle is, if you have one. Like I use like Oli XD, like capital D, like capital X, capital D. So oh, like that's a good a one. It's laughing. Thanks. I don't have. What's yours, Ned? Mine? Oh, yeah, it's, it's not important. Oh. Uh. Okay. Uh. If you don't want me to follow you on Instagram, that's. Uh, I mean, that's uh, fine. Well. Oh. Um. It's um. Okay. Don't make fun of me. Okay. I won't. Taffeta waves. Taffeta waves. Mm -hmm. Ollie like pulls out his phone, punches it in. 
and goes to the account. Okay, so. Oh! What's up, Siri? Some of the comments. We can go to the assembly now. Yeah. Um, so Ollie, when you open up the account, the um, feed is a lot of like food pics, but occasionally there's like a selfie of Ned with um, this girl um, who is strikingly beautiful. Um, she has like deep, dark skin with a sort of like red undertone, uh, bright pink hair that falls like well past her waist um, mm -hmm. in curls um, and like neon green eyes um and she has horns at the top of her head that match the same tone as her skin and she looks kind of punky what is their posture in these photos um, are they, is they are they like a couple or are they like friends or is it hard to tell they're uh roll insight mm, okay Let's do that free insight checks in a row why not uh that is a that is a dirty 20. um they're friends they're very close friends they're like laughing okay. and holding each other and just like giggling and stuff is this the is this satina oh yeah that's that's her wow she's gorgeous yeah she's very pretty she kind of plays it down at school a little bit but she doesn't care well uh let's go Yes, let's so, go. So, like, Ollie waits to for the others to kind of, like, head out so he can, like, follow to step with Cecil and be, like, suggesting names. How about Rock Warrior 52? Yeah, and there you 52 are. doesn't mean anything to me. Well, it's just a number. So that, Well, know. the problem is that my, my email is, is cecil.oleander at chrismail.com and... and, and I can't that that won't work on the Christogram. Oh, okay. Well, Oleander, that's cool. We could work with that. Well, that's my last name. I, really? That's a cool last name. What about Swoleander? <laughs> Cecil looks down at their lack of biceps. I don't I think that's awesome, Hudson, but that, I feel like that's more of a name for you. But my name's not Oleander. No, that's true. Miriam is the scientific name for Oleander. What, what, what was that? Miriam. Uh, N-Y-R-I-U-M. Oh. That's really cool. Cecil idly punches Cecil Miriam into the sign up for, for Christogram button. It's not taken. So you don't think Cecil Nerium sounds stupid? No, I think it's awesome. And also, you can always change your name on Christogram. That's the thing that's kind of cool about it. Oh, you can? You come up with something better later. Yeah. Oh. This Christogram, is this something that I should look into as well? Yeah, actually, Sylvia, I bet you'd love it. Hmm. Do you think the username... Timothy is taken. It might be. <laughs> it might be. Well, check. What about Tim Buddy? Maybe not that one. I, I will check now. Do you have a 
Kim Buddy is taken. Oh. Um, how do you know that? Silver just looks at Ned. Oh, I don't know you. Okay, hi. You're 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 tall and pretty. Yes, I know. Uh, Ned, Silva. Uh, well, we call we call. Well, yeah, Silva's Silva's re- real first name, and Timothy is Silva's last name. Um, it, it's nice to meet you, Silver Timothy. It is also nice to meet you, Ned. What What is your last name? Oh, uh, it's a uh, it's it's Taffeta. That's why Taffeta. Yeah. I love Taffeta. It's so tasty. No. I like the pink one. I think you're talking about taffy. Yeah, that's what I said. Taffeta is a, a fabric. Oh. <gasps> At least it is it. not tulle. Anyway. What is not taken? Boop. Okay. Apparently, silver bilver bo bilver banana fana fulfilver is available. Should I take this? Yes, absolutely. It's kind of long to type out. Is the only downside. The, the, literally the only downside. I see. Oh, well, I liked it. Do you have a marker spell? No. And then Cecil remembers that Cecil is not talking to Silver and looks back down at their phone and hits the submit name button. <clears throat> I will think about this as we go. Uh, Argent is a, is a good play on Silver if you wanted to look up other things that are Silver-based, but go Argent instead if everything Silver is taken. It seems that Argent is taken. Argent Timothy. Oh, Cecil is starting to look... A little paranoid between Ned and Silver, and is trying to to butt in and change the the topic of conversation. Uh, it it says I I I am supposed to pick a, a profile picture. <laughs> um. Oh. oh, do you have any pictures from uh, when we went to the party? You looked really good. I, you did look super. Good. I also got a really great picture of you Didn't. the other day. I was in the park. Uh, I said hi, but what? I didn't wave back. I figured you were busy. You took a picture of me. Yeah, hang on. Hudson pulls up a picture and it's a turtle sitting on a log. <laughs> Hudson, you do know that not every turtle is Cecil, right? I tried explaining that. Well, uh, actually, what day was that? It was two days ago. could have been me <laughs> yeah see all not right. every turtle is cecil but it might but be that cecil. one is <laughs> all right so this conversation continues as you travel <laughs> down the door so cecil leads you up the crystal staircase where you met the teachers some of the teachers from lothmore and and um where you saw the other um counterparts the headmaster the headmistress giselle hartthorne so you go up the staircase, um, every step you take, the stairs light up with a different shade of like an icy tone. So they're like purple to blue to green. And you follow those up two floors and you come to this massive solid crystal doorway. There are carvings along the edges of different elements like ice, water, fire, earth, spirit, all those sort of symbols 
around the edge and there are these runes that travel underneath the surface and just light up periodically but they look like they're moving underneath i was gonna say can cecil stop us there for a second uh you 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 all can say no if this is really invasive but i i really like this doorway and i've always kind of wanted to you know, i've taken a couple of pictures of myself in front of the door by myself and they don't really come out very well uh does everyone want to, I don't know, take like a group photo in front of the <gasps> doorway or something? I don't know. Is that weird? Yes. That's, that's weird. Yeah. No, that's great. Oh, that'd be great. I feel like Hudson and Suri are wearing identical expressions of joy and surprise. I mean, just because I just well, got this, you know, Christogram and that seems like the kind of thing that people do on the... I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I, 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 we're gonna take a group buddy photo. It's gonna be great. Uh, should should I join, or should I? Yeah. You're a buddy, aren't you? I I could be. A am I a buddy? Um, I don't really know. Am I your oh, buddy? my buddy? I who has the longest? Ned lights the fuck up. Arm. I'm a buddy. Actually, oh Ollie, can you? Yeah. Can you, Ricky? Could you take the photo? Oh, I was gonna ask if you could mage hand the ring. Oh, I could totally mage hand it also. Right? Everyone uh, can help. Weasel take the photo. Ricky, Ricky <laughs> jumps off your shoulder, looks back up at you and goes, ring, and walks over to Cecil, crawls up Cecil's arm, takes the phone, and crawls back down. Ring, ring, ring. Okay, so uh, if, if everyone gets in front of this little archway, see these things kind of like light up in this order and I don't know, I just thought it'd be kind of neat. That's awesome. Should That's I not be in this photo? Oh, Sylvie, of course you could be in the photo. Sylvie, you're totally one Get of my buddies. Are you certain that all of you think of me as a buddy? Looks at Cecil. I, I would- There's like hope in his eyes. I'd, I'd like, I, I think it'd be neat to have a picture of all, all of us. Big gulp. Hudson puts just one hand on Cecil's, like, shoulder, very gently. Silver slowly smiles and goes, All right, I, I will join in the photo. All right, great. And walks over. Silver's, like, the currently the tallest person here. Cecil, um, sorry. Silver's, like, six feet tall. Uh, Ricky walks over to the banister at the side. There's, like, this platform where the staircase leads up and the, um rails lead up to the side and just climbs up the banister with the Chris phone in his mouth and then gets to the highest point that he can and then just holds it into tiny claws going ring and then gestures for you to move in ring ring <laughs> as we're all like shuffling and arranging Ollie's going to stand next to Suri Hudson's gonna stand in the front doing one of like like these like K-pop poses. <laughs> like he's like crouching in front of everybody and he's like, yeah. I feel like that's gonna awkwardly end up putting because uh, Silver's the tallest, so Silver goes in the middle, and so then Cecil kind of flanks on the other side, because Suri and and Ollie are on the other side, and so you know, symmetry. Symmetry. Yeah. Symmetry. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, Ned. Tiny, tiny Ned. Ned sends Hudson just called him his buddy is going to go to the other side of Hudson, just grab his shoulders and just hug him and smile. Yeah. Uh, 
possibly the depending on when and how uh, Ricky takes a picture I think the first picture might be Suri looking at Ollie again with just that surprise and and happiness like she didn't expect him to come over but he did and it takes her a second to remember that she has to look at the camera and smile instead so uh, Ricky goes uh, leans over the side of the camera because it's almost the size of him and goes <laughs> ree, ree. Gestures, gestures to Ollie and Suri to get closer together. Ree. Ollie moves over and bumps shoulders into Suri. He realizes in this moment that he's taller than he was before. They started off mm-hmm. kind of at the same same height. Yeah, and so he has kind of a look of of slight surprise as he's looking down into Suri's eyes. And Cecil's trying real hard not to actually make physical contact with Silver, even though everyone's all <laughs> jostling. So it's just like a lot of like, you know, crunching in and on themselves. Ricky gestures to Silver to move closer in, and Silver looks at Cecil. I wish to put my arm around you. Huh? Um. Sure. And then Silver does. This has been Fast Times at D&D High. I'm Persephone, and you can find me at Persephoroth everywhere online. I'm Caro, and you can find me on all the things at Caromer, spelled with a zero. I'm Nuance, and you can follow me at Shatteraven, R-A-V-Y-N, on Twitter, and Books and Wunch on Twitch. Check out Dungeons and Dratini's My Pokemon Homebrew. I'm Ren, and I live on Twitter at Atomic Firebird. I'm also at Make Believe Live on Twitch, where I run indie system one-shots and do a weekly interview show. I'm Elise, several sentient otters, and I am not on the internet. Don't at me. You can find all of us on Twitter at FastTimesDnd. If you want to support us, please visit us at patreon.com slash FastTimesDnd or ko-fi.com FastTimesDnd. That's D, the letter N, D. If you want to know more about the world, the players, or the characters, Check us out at FastTimesDnd.com. That's again, D, the letter N, D. Written transcripts of our episodes are provided by Nuance Vivian and Adam Robertson. If you want to help us out, leave us reviews on iTunes and comments on Podbean. Five stars only, two things. Fast Times at D&D High is an Arcanacast production, copyright 2020, all rights reserved. Our editor is Derek B. Perry. Our theme song was produced by Derek B. Perry and Ashley Abbott. Our background music is courtesy of Kevin McLeod and David Fesslian, licensed under Creative Commons. Find individual track listings in our show notes. And that's all the things. Still don't at me. Tune in next time to see what our heroes get up to. Bye.